Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of All Ball Chicago on the Believe Network. I am your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the MVP veteran, Chicago host, Marcus Liberty on the line. What's up, Marcus? You know I got to do that finger roll, man. I don't know. <laughs> Flip that thing up. What's you know? <laughs> up? Yeah, a lot of people, you got to be from Chicago to know about my finger roll. You don't know about <laughs> Actually, this is it on my shirt right here. This is, this is it on my shirt, you know. That's, that's you? That, yeah, that's me, man. That's that patented move, you know. All right. But, All right. but, uh, but yeah, man, um, I'm happy to be here today, man. You know, with all this stuff going on, Bob, around the world, man. And, and sometimes you just need to reflect on some things, man, and, 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 and be grateful and thankful that you are here today, man, because some people are not here. And this is real. This is real. There's not, nothing to be playing around with. You know, they ask you to stay in the house if you can, you know, so they can contain this virus a little bit better. Then we should all try to do that if we can, you know. Um, so prayers go out to people who have, you know, definitely got the disease and hopefully they can get better, man, and, and uh, we can all go about our normal lives. So, I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Yes. But you know what? We still got a lot of basketball to talk about. And since we, we, we covered the virus uh, the last show, you would want to talk about a special moment that you experienced one time when you was in getting you was a young buck. You was a big time young buck and you met the great goat. Who was the goat that you met that time? You telling me about. I'm gonna let you tell people who would you meet. Man, it was in a, it was in the summer, you know how we have the pro am. I think Chicago probably back then had one of the best pro ams around. And we had guys coming from all over. But this particular day or summer, should I say, uh, the great Air Jordan played in. And I was on the great Air Jordan's basketball team. Well, it wasn't his team, but, you know, guys from Chicago had to uh, organize this team. And, and they actually got the chance to pick. And they picked me on this team. I was the only uh, – maybe I was the only high school player on that team. I think because Lavertis was already gone. So this might have been 86, 87 going into the summer of uh, my senior year. So, yeah, and Lavertis Robinson was, up, was playing on it, but he was already, you know, in college. So I was the only high school player playing amongst these college elite players and these uh, NBA players. It was Terry Cummings, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Craig Hodges, uh, just to name a few, mm -hmm. right? And I remember, you know, Michael Jordan doing his thing, and we, we probably was up by 20 points, you know, on his team. And it was hot. It was hot. It was playing on the south side. And, it was hot literally in there. Because I remember oh, yeah, the programs yeah, yeah, used yeah. to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was at Illinois Institute of Technology right on uh, State Street. And I can remember, man, like Mike was like, put Liberty in for me. So he's telling the coach, no, put Liberty in for me. And I'm like saying to myself, I'm about to go in for Michael Air Jordan, right? Crazy. So I'm like, man, I'm going in and I'm doing my thing out there. So Mike, I guess, evidently Mike, you know, saw me or heard about me, you know, so I'm doing my thing out on the court. And after the game, I remember and he's like, man, tell Liberty to come here. Michael had a locker room to himself. You know, he was in a room. Right? <laughs> 
White cat is old locker room. And all that so, money in his pocket. So so he had his own side and we were all on one other other side. And and so he's like, you know, tell Liberty to come here for a minute. So I go over there. So I'm seeing him write stuff down on a piece of paper. So I'm like, man, you know, maybe he's gonna give me some pointers or something. That's how I'm saying to myself. And um, so he hands me the paper, man. And I look at it, I'm like, these are digits, these numbers. You know, and then and, and I was like, you know, I'm looking down and he knows I'm what I'm thinking, like, well, what am I, what, why you give me this? And he was like, call me, you know, if you need, you know, anything. So I'm like, man, I really don't know what I need because I was playing at King High School and Cox was giving us all the shoes. So right. I already had, I had my shoe game on tight. I'm like, my shoe game was tight. Right. You know, and I was like, man, so I don't know what to say, you know, like, you know, but now what? I, as I got older, I knew what I would have said, you know, but I would ask them to guide me and give me some instructions, you know, on, on how to become pro, you know. And right. But back then, Bob, like I mentioned early before when we was talking on the phone, that, man, I, King High School was like the bomb. Like, I mean, <laughs> we had some... We had some dogs that came through that program. Like, Compared to the Chicago Bulls, though. Y'all was like elite, huh? That, man, that's why, I mean, if you really think, look back in the back back in the 80s, man, when they was talking about King High School, and they were talking about how King can probably beat a lot of college teams, you know, like back then. And so I didn't, I mean, I didn't let that go to my head, but I'm like, Back then, man, we were we were packing the gyms too. It wasn't no 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 eighteen thousand no eighteen thousand seat arena, but we were packing houses. The Bulls wasn't getting that many people right. at the time. It, you know, Michael was doing his thing, but it's just one thing about Chicago. Chicago loved winners, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it wasn't until Mike started to win games that people started filling up the madhouse over there on Madison, right? right? So, Mike, I was thinking to myself now that I got older. Man, I could have picked his brain on everything. You could have got to him before Kobe, man. You know, but, you know, being from Chicago, you know how we are from Chicago, man. It's just just something about Chicago guys that say, you know what, man, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to make it. We got that so bad. We do, man. And and that was it. I was at, at fault at that because, you know, here it is. Michael Jordan's probably one of the greatest to ever play the game, right? And I had an opportunity to get some one-on-one time with him to pick his brain. And I didn't take full advantage of that. And I kick myself every day, man, about that, you know, because I let that opportunity slip. So now what I'm trying to tell kids now is I've been there, done there. Don't let that opportunity slip. If you got some things you need to ask, ask them. You know, if you think you in a, in a, in a tough situation, whether that's on the court or off the court, you know, talk to me, man, because nine times out of 10, I've probably been through some of that stuff that you guys are, you know, going through right now. So I try you to do that. On every, you excel on every level. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to, I try to tell them like, if you want to be a McDonald's All-American, been there, done that. If you want to go to college and make it to the tournament and get to the final four, been there, done that. If you want to go to the pros, got drafted, I've been there and done that. If you want to go play overseas, I've been there and done that. So I have been on every level that a lot of these youngsters are trying to get to, you know, because if you have somebody that's been through that, you know, situation before and you can pick their brain, man, do it, do it. 
Yeah, that's that's huge, man. What would you say to Michael right now if you had that opportunity? What would you say? I would first ask him, do he remember? Right. That would be the first thing I ask. Like I'll be like, Mike, do you remember uh back in, you know, the eighties, early eighties, late late eighties when eighty six, eighty seven, um when I when when you actually asked me to come to the locker room and man, I missed that opportunity. But now I still want to pick your brain on the business side of things because, you know, you, you've done that, you know, you've done a lot mm -hmm. of great things. So it's, my thing is, man, we, we as an adults, when we were young, when we were adults, it's never too late to learn more things, you know? So I would pick his brain on that, man. I would, I would just tell him, you know, to share his knowledge with me on, on understanding how to go about my business, you know, and a lot of people will be afraid to do that because they think they know it all. Right. And right. they don't, and then they end up messing up some things. So I, I would just want to pick his brain on that. What do you think, uh, uh, based on uh, just watching Mike over the years, what do you think his best attribute is? What do you think was, makes him so great? Well, if you remember, I don't know if you remember when Michael Jordan first got, uh, when he started talking in front of the cameras. He wasn't as good, right? You know, he started to go and learn some things and, 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 and I think he took a couple of speech classes, uh, you know, speech communication uh, classes and, and learning how to speak in front of the camera because a lot of kids, we don't know. I mean, so mm -hmm. he did that and he did it behind closed doors. People didn't really know about it. I mean, we all need that. Some people need that to understand how to communicate on television, you know, and Michael Jordan did that. So he did that part. Right. And I think mm -hmm. his biggest thing, man, now is knowing and understanding how to put people together because you got to think about this, man. When he first got to Chicago and he was the man, it, it was him shooting the ball pretty much every time. Mm -hmm. Dottie mm -hmm. Pippen and Horace Grant and, and, and Bill Cartwright and, and John Paxton and, and, and all these guys started to form around him. He understood how team works. Right. right? I'm not saying he didn't understand because he did play for the great, uh, Dean, Dean Smith, Smith right. at North Carolina, who was the mastermind of creating, you know, plays and getting people to play together. So right. he was the master with that. So I didn't say, I'm not saying Michael didn't know that, but when you get to the NBA, it was more of him doing a lot of individual things. I think he learned that he had to trust his teammates. And I think that's what he's doing in his business now. You know, like you got to be able to let people do what they're good at. Right. You know, and, just delegate. Yeah, and let that happen. All he needs to do is just be able to delegate, right? That's it. I mean, he has the name. He has the star power. So he can get indoors that a lot of people can't get it. Yeah, and how about, uh, how about saying all of them? <laughs> he can get all in. Of them. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, so when you have something like that, which we know, you know, financially, the man is, you know, set. You know, his kids are set. His grandkids are set. His grand-grand-grandkids are set. So... He, the money is not, I don't think the money is an issue with Michael Jordan right now. I think now if Mike, you know, had an opportunity to, to reach someone like myself, someone like you or whatever, and mold us into something, and then we can be connected to that, that brand of his of being successful because, look, he grabbed us and he took us up and, and let us do our thing. So You hear him, you hear him Mike? You hear Marcus? Pull us up, man. We want to come with you, man. We <laughs> got work, goes, too. We got work. That goes for anybody, too, Bob, who's successful in life, man, who's been doing some great things. 
uh, Bill Gates. I mean, any any one of those type of people, man, that you can learn from, man, because they've been there and done that and did a lot of great things, man, come back and help the next generation, man. We're the next generation of whatever. I mean, we're doing podcasts, we're doing real estate, we're doing, we're doing a lot of great things, but we ain't on that, that top level, you know, so if if we can get some knowledge from them guys, man, I think it's only going to enhance us, man, and make us, and then we're going to come back and grab somebody. But that's the way it got to go, man. That's definitely the way that it got to go. And and it starts with uh, the guys at the top. Yeah, so let's go back to the basketball side. Like, Michael Jordan was doing his thing, right? Michael Jordan probably had somebody mentoring him. We I don't know because we never interviewed Michael Jordan about who mentored you. He, he probably would say his father. But I'm talking about, you know, NBA guys being that for – up-and-coming rookies who coming into the league. I didn't have that, you know. So when I got to the Denver Nuggets, I had a bunch of older players, and they were good players. I'm not saying they weren't good players, but I think if they would have, like, cuffed, you know, put us up under their wings, the young guys, and show them the ropes of how to be an NBA player. I say this a lot, man, to people. You you have to show people uh, the way – you know, that you learned, right, and give mm-hmm. us some of those do's and don'ts, some of the things that, that, that you struggle with, share that with us, you know, so we can fix it so we don't have to go down that road. But I had a lot of guys that didn't do that, man, and I was lost. I'm going to be do you, honest. Do you me. think that they were? Uh, they thought you was a threat? I think so, man. I, I think so that a lot of players who played in the NBA, they don't want to show you the ropes because if you show them the ropes, if you if they show me the ropes, it, it's it's a chance that I can take what they have. You right. know, and and when 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 they do that, they look at it as a threat. Uh, and I think if that was me, the shoe was on the other foot, that I would have, you know, showed the young fella, look here, man, this is what you need to do, man. Come early to practice, stay late. Make sure you have that relationship with your coach. Make sure you're doing this and that. Make sure you're not hanging out at the nightclub. Make sure you're not, you know, doing this and that. Right. It was like, man, they let me go. Like, go ahead, young fella, do what you got to do. You know. Hey, that's crazy, man, and that's unfortunate because <clears throat> that that mentoring that mentorship uh, could provide longevity, yeah. you know, for a young guy. Because I know it could be lonely out there, man. You all the way out in another state. You are 21 years old. You ain't got no friends really on the team, really. So, I mean, you can really get into some t- a tough situation out there like that. Yeah, and I was, you got to think, born and raised in Chicago, went to high school in Chicago, went to college in the state of Illinois, and then I get a chance to play in the NBA, get drafted, and I'm going to a whole nother state. That's you know? crazy. And, and doing something I love. But, but Denver, I always though, say that was far, man. <laughs> It was, it was, but I always say this to kids, man, when, 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 when you're trying to do stuff, man, and, and you want to be successful, man, you have to, you have to have a plan, right? And, and then you have to understand how you're going to master that plan or how you're going to make that plan, you know, work, how you're right. going to better that, you know, yourself. And it was times, Bob, my plan was, you know, I know we talked about Mike, but now we talking about Mark and now we talking about me. Right. Right. So so when I was when I was uh, in high school, my high school coach said, I'm going to help you become the number one player in the country. Cool. Let's do it. I'm ready. I got the plan. I'm out there in the gym. I'm working out. I'm doing my thing. Right now it's time for me to go to college, man, doing my thing. And I got all these colleges, you know, 
after me. So I'm like, okay, I check that off, right? So I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. So now I get to the college, you know, boom, man, let's get to the final four. Let's actually win the championship. So my goal was to win the championship. All our goals was tr trying to win the championship. So that's another one. We almost made it happen. We got to the final four. We lost. So be it. But that was one of my goals, try to get there, right? My other goal was I want to be an NBA player. Boom, cool, I made it. Now, wh where else can you go? You right. know, so other than my, create more goals, right? So my 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 goal was to make it to the NBA, and this is uh, you got to listen, you got to hear me, guys. You know, my listeners hear me. So when you when you have that plan, or you say I want to make it somewhere, wherever it may be, whatever you, whatever you're trying to do, you got to have a plan on that now. So I made it to the NBA. My, I should have had a plan now, saying, okay, I want to make the All Star team. Or I want to, I want to be uh, six man of the year, or I want to be, you know, uh, MVP, you know, uh, of the league, you know, things like that. Because I think when you set goals, you try to reach those goals. Well, when you try to, you have a plan, you try to make, let that plan work. And I didn't have that, man. So when I made it to the NBA, that was it. Cause I didn't have nothing else after that, man. That's, that's why I said we need that mentoring from our adults, uh, people that been there and done that. We need that, man. So it's funny that's you my, would say that, man. That that's real, thing, man. man. And that that right there helped. You don't realize how much that spoke volumes, man. As far as com becoming complacent, you know, getting to where you 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 know you thought getting to the NBA was your destination, but it was. But it was also a part of a journey. Yep. And then to further that journey, you needed to continue to create goals for yourself so you can maximize that journey. And yep. when we don't do that then we may fall short of actual success, the total package of success in your eyes, not other people, in your own eyes. And what do you say to that? And, um, you know, your last stop was at Detroit. You enjoyed Detroit. You know, you was in there with, uh, with, with, with Isaiah and all of them guys. What, what was that atmosphere like over there? Can you speak to that? Uh, is that something you would like to? No, I mean, I'll talk about my NBA career in general, man. Like, it was only four years, right? It was four years. Four years is uh, a long time, buddy. Four that's, years. That's 1,200 days, man. Or more. Yeah, that, I mean, to you, but I'm still young. So tw I came in at 24, left, at, left out at 25. So that's a young, you know, young man. So I... Um, you came in at 21 and left at 25? Yeah. Okay. So, so it, was, it was hard, man, you know, I'm, you know trying to, to figure out things because you got to understand when you have coaches – your coaches are your leaders, you know, of the, of the team. So I had three different coaches, man, when I first got in the league, you know, wow. three years. Three years, three different coaches, you know. So it's hard to understand, you know, the game and also hard to understand the NBA if you got that many coaches in three years because now you got to pick up different philosophies from what these coaches are bringing to the table. So when you think you figured out one, then another one comes, you know, and now you got to figure out, understand his philosophy. Then, you know, then another one comes. So it's like, man, is it ever going to get better when I just have one and I'm stable? It's like, you know, it's like a marriage. You know, if you, if you are constantly moving around and, and cheating on your, your, your significant other, man, it's hard for you to be stable. You know, like you, right. you don't, don't, you don't understand what's going on, you know, until you actually get stable with your partner and say, this is what I supposed to be doing. I supposed to be a provider. I supposed to help you and do that. that, 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 that right. So if you're not doing that, it's going to be hard for you to understand what life is really all about. And I didn't understand what the NBA game was all about because I was never really stable, you know, with the coaches, you know, so it kind of, 
threw a curveball on me. So played three years, man. Had an opportunity to play with some great basketball players. Walter Davis, Orlando Wars, Jerome Lane, uh, that's the name of few. And then I got an opportunity to go to Detroit, you know, when Detroit Pistons still had the great Isaiah Thomas. And draws you know, too, right? Yeah, and, Mark Aguirre, right? And, and Mark and 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 and, and uh, uh, Joe Dumars. I mean, Joe Dumars was still there. Uh, Bill Lambeer was still there. You know, so I got an opportunity. Was Rodman still there? Rodman wasn't there. Rodman wasn't there. You know, actually, Mark actually was on his way out to Mark wasn't uh, there either. But but I had Terry Mills. You know, Terry Mills became a good player for Detroit, the Pistons. So I, 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 got, I got to a new situation, but it was one of those situations where I was trying to understand, like, who's running this team? Is it the coach? <laughs> <What's> the <plan? laughs> Who was the coach over there when you got there? Chaney, Don Chaney. Don Chaney, Chaney used to be the, yeah, used to be with the Rockets back in the day. Right. Uh, so he was the coach. So I can remember a practice, man. Like I'm talking about, we about to get down, right? So I walk in through the locker room. I mean, uh, through the front door, and I, I you know, we was practicing at a college because everybody didn't have their own practice facilities back then. So we was practicing at Oakland, actually, at Oakland uh, University uh, School in Michigan. So we was practicing there, and um, I remember walking through the door, and I'm like, man, Joe Dumas, he don't look like, he he like he's going to practice today. So I stopped by him. You know, I'm, I wasn't afraid to talk to these guys, man. Like, some people look at him like, man, man, I ain't saying nothing to him, man. And I would joke around with him, talk to him. So I was like, Joe, you're not playing today? You're not practicing today? He said, no, nah, man. I said, <laughs> I started laughing like, what do you mean, no, nah, man? <laughs> He said, when I had these shoes on, these particular shoes I put on, he know I'm not practicing. <laughs> I, <started laughing. laughs> I said, oh, you got it like that? There's no, there's no verbal communication. It's just they know once you show up in these shoes that you're not getting down. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm laughing to myself. I didn't oh, laugh rook, like, rook. in front of you him. Know that I'm in. That's crazy. Man, I start I start telling everybody back home, like I said, man, you wouldn't believe just what just happened, man. I'm like, after practice, I was like, man, you wouldn't believe, man. Joe Dumas said, man, I wear a certain pair of shoes, I don't practice. So, <laughs> so the coach automatically know. So the coach actually got to look at Joe when he walks in. Oh, let me see what he got on his feet, you know. Wow. Because, you know, that's, and that was kind of funny to me. Now that I look back at it, it's real funny, man, but. You know, I I got plenty of stories, man. I remember a story with with Isaiah Thomas. You know, him and Lindsey Hunter going at it. Lindsey Hunter was so. Tell late. us about was, that story. Tell us that you know, story. You were telling me that. Yeah, man. I remember. Uh, it was a practice, man. I think it was a young team against the veterans, of course. You know, Isaiah and Joe. Now that's the time Joe didn't play, so that's that's the same. This is the same time. Crazy, right? This is the same time. So uh, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, was bringing the ball up the court, you know, doing his thing. But Lindsey Hunter was, he had so much energy and he was young, he had long arms, he played good D and he picked him. He picked Isaiah. That was, I, I was the first time I really seen Isaiah get picked, right? I know Lindsey probably hit that ball hard too because you know he Man. used to tap it oh, he hard it and run it down. Yeah, that's what he did. Right. And he dunked it. <laughs> and he dunked it. I know he, he did. Dunked, <laughs> dunked it, right? So 
We like pump. We like, yeah, yeah, because I'm on this team. So I'm like, yeah. And Isaiah said, I got a foul. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm looking at the coach. I'm like, ain't no foul. Coach ain't calling no foul. So it's no foul. Man, Isaiah said, man, F that. I got a foul. Right? <laughs> Took the ball, went to the free throw, and shot the free throws, man. I'm looking at the coach. And the coach is like, well, he got a foul. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I know Liz was pissed, buddy. Man, Lizzie was pissed, man. But that that just let me know, man, that, you know, Isaiah Thomas, like, that was his squad. You know, that was his mm-hmm. team. That was his city. You know, Magic Johnson, I hear stories about Magic, same thing in L.A. You know, you know those guys, man, that's their team, and that's what they do. Somebody told me, like, in the summertime in L.A., Maddie Johnson never lost a game, a pickup game. Now he was, he was <laughs> it wasn't good about to get every call, don't he? <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. 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 So, but it was all funny games, man, back then, man. But those are some of the stories I had, man, about, you know, Izell and, and Joe Dumars, man. And uh, that's one thing I can say. I did learn some things from them, man. They did teach you how to be a professional, too, about – uh, how you carry yourself on the court and off the court. Because you can see, man, a lot of people, it, when you were playing for the Pistons, man, they didn't get in a lot of trouble back then, you know, because right. it's almost like you're signing a contract, but then you're signing another contract with the team, like <laughs> players, you know. like Right. We're not tolerating that foolishness over here. Yeah, like here's how we do it at Detroit. You mess up if you want to, you're out of here. You right. Know, so, so it was like, it was kind of cool, man, to get that experience, man, with, with Detroit. But, uh we didn't win that many games, and um, when you don't win, man, it's hard to 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 stick. And um, I can remember uh, when I got released, well, not even really released. They just didn't resign me. <laughs> so, uh, but I kind of figured that because it was rumors going around that they was going to draft uh, Grant Hill. Me and Grant Hill kind of similar as far as play, you know, height and all that. So. I kind of knew I was done because they hired Sean Elliott. So Sean Elliott was going to probably back him up. So no need for me so that was my last basically that was my last year in the NBA after that man and then I went overseas and played another six years and that was it let me ask you this though Liv and you could be totally honest bro and I seen you play and I seen Grant Hill don't you think you were just as good as Grant Hill if not and I thought I'm gonna tell you man I'm I'm gonna keep it real man I'm not gonna say too many people was like better than me you know that's just not gonna come out my mouth right but no, I didn't think Grant Hill was better than me. I think Grant Hill had a better situ better situations than I did. You know, right. like he, went to, he went to the right college. You know, mm-hmm. and suited him uh, the, his style of play. You know, so right. so you, you you think about this when you have guys that was nationally ranked because I think I'm pretty sure Grant Hill be the top five you know player in the country, and he picks Duke and Duke showcased his talent. He becomes a lottery pick. He gets to Detroit Pistons. They're gonna play your lottery picks. He shines. He does. He do what he has to do to get his notoriety. Everybody's starting to fall in love with Grant Hill. He's dunking on people. He's got the ball in his hands a lot. So, I would say no. I didn't think he was better than me, but I think his opportunities were greater than mine. You know, you'd be so, how it lines up too, man. It'd be that small little cinch. The, the, the dividing line, and like you said, those draft picks, they obligated to play those guys, even if they're not as good as the guys that's on the bench. 
you know. Yep. And I and you know when you mentioned that, I'm thinking I saw Grand Hill play and I saw you play. I mean that's Albert and I, and I, right there, brother. And I and I love I love this game, man. I love this game. I love watching when you know I had the opportunity to watch and play because you could see. So I I you you think about that, Bob. If you get put in the right situations, your confidence grow, right? right. Because you you're doing your thing. You get an opportunity to do your thing, and it makes you feel better and comfortable, you know. Right. And when you feel comfortable, you can go out and do a lot of things. I I just never felt that I really got that opportunity to do to do some of those things, man. And who do I blame? Right. I don't blame anybody, man. I I put that on things didn't line up. It just yeah. didn't line up. You, you know? know, like it's some people hard. be trying. People be trying to get information, like. They want me to point fingers. No, man, I made that decision to do whatever happened to me on right. the way. So it was up to me to take care of business, and I did. Right. Hey, man, you know what? I applaud you for that, man, because very few people would say that. Okay, so this ain't got nothing to do with basketball. This is All something. Right. Man, the GOAT is not going back to the New England Patriots, man. Tom Brady is not going back. What are we going to do? The world is going – this has been a tough 2020. So, so the goat is not going back. He said he's not gonna go back to the Patriots. I wonder why, Bob. Is it, it what do you think? Him and the coach was starting to butt heads or something a little bit. I absolutely think they were, and he's forty, so he's expendable. He's forty-one, forty-two years old, and you know what they do to the old horses? They shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. They did it to Michael. They did it to Dwayne Wade. I mean, all the old guys get the bad treatment on those teams. And what they, I think it'd be hard for them to understand that they're not getting that royal treatment late in their careers. When they, in reality, the franchise, they got what they needed out of UTB. Six titles, man. Six Super Bowls, bro. And let Montel Griffith tell it they're supposed to have two more. He's supposed to have eight. All right, so, so in other words, you're saying they use you so they can't use you no more. Right, so yeah, man. But in all honesty, he 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 should retire as a patriot. I mean, he did all his damage with the Patriots. You know, now whether they scared to part ways because of the age and saying, you know what, we know you're gonna want to start. You're not gonna want to come off the bench. So let's make that decision now to move away from you and give you that opportunity to go play and help someone else if that's, you know, what you want to do. But in our, in our camp right now, we, we thinking we need to move on from you. And that's I think a, that's without probably, saying a word, without right. really saying a word, they right. didn't, because they didn't right. want to so, rock the boat. I mean, so they didn't come to him at all. And him and his wife, Giselle, right. whatever her name is, she probably was like, they don't even appreciate you, Tom, all the things that you've done. I mean, he the goat, man. And, I, you know, I'm gonna give it to Joe facts. Montana. You said that's facts, right? That's facts. Though. That's See, facts. He, he did a lot. He did a lot for that organization, man. And and it just shows you really what the organization was all about, too. So that's what I'm saying. People have to understand that it is a business. It's and, a business. And if you bro. if you think that this is all fun and game and winning all these championships, and then when you get old, and then you like, why are they turning their back on me now? Because they're on to the next, man. They're on to, to the, the next, next they man. Figure, they figure they got what they can get out of you, man. Now it's time for us to figure out and get someone else in here who we can groom and try to get more championships. Right. That's real, man. What we looking like on time, big timer? I know we'll go forever. I know we can, man, but we got to 
we got to keep it in that guideline, man, you know, so. <laughs> That's impossible, man. <laughs> what we try to do, man, but. <laughs> But man, I, I I enjoyed this one again, man. I think we 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 keep we keeping it going, we keeping it moving. All ball Chicago. Make sure you guys tune in to it. Make sure you share it, man. Send, send it out to your your peeps, man. Because right now, you at home. You're doing. You you pretty much at home. You stuck at home now because of uh, the coronavirus. So you might as well go ahead and listen to us, man. While you you know at home, man. And hopefully we can drop some knowledge to your kids, man, and maybe even you, so you can understand what it's all about to help your kid be successful in life. Yep. And shoot over to a Believe Podcast Network and download it, man. You go over there and check out um, All Ball Chicago on Believe Podcast Network. Just type it in. Go to Google. Type it in. Look for All Ball. Download the podcast so you can get the notification uh, when we do new shows, because now me and Liv, we're doing two shows a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then we're doing a bonus show on the weekend. So, man, hit our inbox, hit Marcus Liberty inbox, and then let us know if it's something y'all want to talk about in particular, man. And we look for people who want to sponsor on our show. We appreciate y'all listening. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed. Big fella, you got something you want to leave him with, man, before we get up out of here? Man, it's time for me to unlace that George, man. The <laughs> he got on his George. He could have been a Jordan dude if he just called Mike on the phone. <laughs> we up out of here, man. Your boy Robert Bobby man, Reed, Marcus know, Liberty. Man. We out of here, man. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.